1: 4:08. Welcome to Drive Time with De Russia. Crazy, crazy weather today, no doubt about it. Um, you know, what are you going to do? It'll be dark by the time we get out of here. Maybe some of you are with us. I hope you uh, get a chance to go check out the ice bar before it becomes uh, one of the newest swimming pool attractions at Nicollet Mall. It's down there by the Four Seasons. You can. Have hot chocolate today? Why not? A little hot chocolate, a little 55-degree day. I think I read it was 61 in one part of Minnesota today. So very, very strange. Uh, It is Wednesday. It is 4 o'clock. It's time for Jason Talks to the Media, where today we are going to be talking about sex. Our guest today is my boss, so I just say that as part of disclosure, so I am going to let her have it. This is going to be a full segment about the problems that I have with Minnesota Monthly, beginning with, uh, you know, why do you put sex on the cover instead of what objectively is the sexiest part of your magazine, and that's Mm, me. The
2: taste section. No, I just
1: meant me specifically. Oh, oh, right. Sorry about that. uh, Amy Nelson is with us. She has had an amazing career in Twin Cities media from newspapers to magazines, now the editor of Minnesota Monthly. It's good to have you here.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me.
1: So this cover is so striking and so provocative because it's Minnesota, and you're in line at Lunds and Byerly's, and there's this bright red cover with pink lettering, and it just says,
2: Let's Talk About Sex. Yes, it is very striking. Uh, It was intentionally read because of the Jan Feb issue, Valentine's Day included. Um, And then the word sex in the typewriter font is very clear and outlined. And um, striking is a great word.
1: So when you decide, and this is like... Not outside the realm of the ty- types of things that your teams and your writers would cover sure. for the magazine. But by highlighting it, I mean, was it last month that you had uh, marijuana coverage?
2: Uh, that was last June. Right, right last
1: June you had marijuana.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it all runs
2: together.
1: Cannabis Curious, right. yes. Cannabis Curious. Are you, like, is... Are you intentionally trying to say, like, hey, whatever you might think about this magazine, like, come and take a look. Come and visit us oh, again. sure, what's, yeah. We, what's the theory of it?
2: We're, we're trying to tap into what Minnesotans are talking about, thinking about. Obviously, cannabis was very high in in the media and zeitgeist for that moment. I'm sorry. Moment. Did you
1: say very high? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you thought I was not let intentionally, that go. but right, yes. Right. Good catch. Good catch. No, I like that, and I thought that reporting was really interesting too, because uh, Cannabis Curious, I think, described the way that a lot of us were sort of thinking about this new legal product here.
2: Right. I mean, that was risky. I would say, you know, putting sex on the cover is equally risky. But at that point, we hadn't, can- um, we hadn't legalized recreational marijuana. So we knew that people were talking about it and wanted some facts and figures. And we tried to take a very sort of fresh approach, you know, two sided. We presented the problems as well, but let's talk about sex. Come on.
1: Sex is. (laughs) So sex is scary too. As a topic, I'll tell you like years ago when I was doing TV, we did a story Mm. like a good question story about, how many time? like, basically it was like, how much sex is enough? Frequency, sure. It was a frequency story. okay. And, you know, who knows when you look at ratings or sales or whatever. Yeah. But the bosses were not happy with the results. Oh. So they were like, maybe Minnesotans don't want to hear about That's sex.
2: Interesting. So,
1: like, it'll be interesting to find out. Uh, from you guys, because obviously you have subscribers who get in the mail.
2: Yeah, yeah, and but I can talk about um, just internally in the office how collaborative it was. I was, I was very happy with how people were interested in it and willing to you know sound off and really embraced it. And and you know credit to my team, my boss for saying let's let's go with it, let's yeah. try it, let's see. You know it is. A huge part of a lot of people's daily lives, if even if they don't want to talk about it, it's
1: maybe the most commonality, the biggest commonality we all have that people are really afraid and nervous to talk about. Sure, maybe that's why I think it's a great topic for a cover.
2: Yeah, and and we did approach it. it, It's you know we did try to make sure that it was seen as sex positive. That was the whole purpose of it, is to. Take away the stigma and let people know that you can enjoy it and um, not have shame about it, and be Do we need
1: to do that for people? Do they do they not know they can't? Like you're supposed to enjoy
2: it. Well, Where's, I mean that's the whole that's the whole story. I mean it's
1: 2024. Like are people? <laughs> is there shame about
2: it still? Surprisingly, yes. Oh
1: my gosh!
2: Surprisingly.
1: Uh, Amy Nelson is the editor at Minnesota Monthly. Sex is on the cover. I love the angles uh that you took on this story because I and you just put online today yep. uh a story with a local sex uh therapist. Correct. Lindsay Fraser. W- yep. Which I just thought was fascinating because like I've never I've never gone to a sex therapist. Right. But you you are curious. like sort of our knowledge is kind of locked on Dr. Ruth, right? Like, that, what do we that know? That seems
2: to be the the person that people would identify the most. But, yeah, I mean, we also have an interview in the issue with a couple who see the sex therapist. Yeah, that was so interesting. And I loved their approach. They, they said it wasn't really like a sex therapist. It was more like a marriage counselor who helped with that one facet of their marriage. Their um, child-rearing, their just intimacy and um i really appreciated both that angle as well as what the sex therapist had to say as far as
1: was it hard to get a couple to agree to be interviewed to talk about it
2: actually it, um we reached out oh, we did not name them though yeah so but no they were very willing and open to share their story which i thought was great and it's you cool. know it was the first step in trying to de-
1: why did they go why did they go for therapy
2: um, they both had very, um, uh, sort of parochial upbringings mm. and some, yeah. a lot of shame. Huh. And so they were, they were just basically trying to work through other issues in their marriage as well, but, and found that this was very helpful.
1: When you talked with, uh, uh or when Mo Perry talked with Lindsay Fraser, yep. right? And Mo's a great writer. I love writer. yes. I love uh, her as well. But like the the question of, you know, why? Like, why are people going to a sex therapist? What what did she find?
2: Um, kind of like what this couple sort of indicated is, um, well, first of all, you both partners have to be willing. And, and we did mm. take the approach mm. in in this particular issue that it's consensual adults. Yes, yes, So smart, right. Yeah, I mean— There are lots of different areas to explore, right. Yeah, when we first started talking about this as a topic, it was this whole wide, broad Hmm. spectrum of do we talk about gender? Do we talk about, you know, infidelity? What do we focus on?
1: Polyamory, all of this stuff.
2: Absolutely. Heteronormative, yes. yes, Right.
1: But you also have to think, like, you're a general interest magazine.
2: Right. That's like, a good point. So, and, and the funny thing, you're is you're in the
1: Lens and Byerleys <laughs> when I was checking out. Like, you know. And I
2: hope I let's hope take other like people,
1: one shot at this. Uh, you know, first.
2: Yeah, I mean, covers are super important, especially in the in the supermarket. Absolutely, to grab yeah. your attention. So, I but, was
1: I was interested in the in the sex therapist story. She said that the biggest issue uh, is this kind of. Uh, misaligned, mm-hmm. uh, desire.
2: Correct. Yes. So
1: somebody wants it all the time. Somebody doesn't
2: or, or somebody's it,
1: in a season of life where it's like, ah,
2: yeah, I'm not right. as interested. Right. Or, I'm uh,
1: overwhelmed with parenting or whatever.
2: Right. And, um, the other thing is too, that the research has shown that everybody thinks it's usually the male who, Wants it more, but more and more research is showing that it's actually equal, if not um, a little bit more uh, skewed toward females, just kind of desiring it and enjoying it. So that also kind of ties in with this issue because it's also directly um, related to specialty doctors for women, which we also Mm. have um, as part of that section. So
1: Nice. Amy Nelson is with us uh, from Minnesota Monthly Magazine. I worked for the Pioneer Press many years ago. Been around media in the Twin Cities for...
2: 25 years?
1: 25 years. How about that? Hmm. We were so young. I
2: started when I was five, right? <laughs> we <were> so, <laughs> so young. We'll take
1: a break. We'll come back. I want to talk a little bit more about the future of magazines. The news has not been great on the national level. <sighs> Uh, That sound kind of wraps it up for you, doesn't it? But we'll talk about it. Uh, Minnesota Monthly, the sex issue is on newsstands right now. And I have some slightly less sexy writing in this magazine as well. More with Amy in just a minute on CCL Amy Nelson from Minnesota Monthly. She is the editor of everything. She edits my messy, messy copy. You guys hear how I talk on the radio. Imagine what the copy looks like that I send in for uh, our magazine lists and reviews. If you go to MinnesotaMonthly.com, we have a top 75 restaurant feature that I think is really cool.
2: Yeah, a new database. It's, it's wonderful.
1: It's searchable by, like, uh, location, Pussy. city. Yep. Mm-hmm. But it's, uh, is it minnesotamonthly.com slash top
2: 75? Send it high. under the food tab. All right. It's the very first one.
1: It's it's actually, it's, yeah, minnesotamonthly.com. Yeah, and just click on food. That's probably the best way to do it. Uh, Amy Nelson, the issue on newsstands right now, has sex on the cover some of the textures have said oh real creative sex is everywhere mm. sex is uh often an undertone of pictures on national like model magazines and think fashion but i don't know that there's much reporting or storytelling about sex sure. is there
2: sure i mean sex is everywhere and maybe that's why we felt like we needed to sort of tap into what people want to know about mm. it and, and what they can learn about it. And we also had the extra challenge of trying to make it Minnesota specific, which, uh, you know, it's, it's a universal right. issue. So, so you we, had to do
1: like sacks, like in saunas and sex <laughs> right, and sure. up North resorts. Uh, next, Where next were those issue. lists? Yeah. Best places to do it. You, you that didn't have that? Has been done. Yeah, that, I, that has, been, has done. been done. That has been done yes yeah. uh the national news about magazines is bad Sports Illustrated uh, cut its staff, yep. it staff we'll see if it rises from the dead mm-hmm. um you know in a uh, it's not just magazines it's all media that's struggling Radio's struggling television all of us sort of when you're in the attention economy trying to fight for people's eyes and ears and uh, attention it's difficult
2: sure
1: what what why have we managed to kind of You know, we still have Minnesota Monthly and Minneapolis St. Paul. Mm -hmm. Like we have six years, sure. It's sort of amazing to me that this market still is supporting. And then you have all the kind of suburban, like local magazines and those kind of things. There's a fair amount of magazine out in in this community.
2: Well, we also have a very literate population. Uh, That doesn't hurt. And we have a very curious uh, readership too, yeah. you know, informed. One of the most educated, I would say, engaged. Not just with the magazine itself, the circulation, but also on our social media posts, and um, they're definitely a part of a community that we appreciate. So. Do you? How
1: is it different, editing, and you write as well <laughs> for Minnesota yeah, Monthly right. uh, as compared to back when you were doing features? And editing for the Pioneer Press.
2: Well, the sort of um, impact and the sort of immediacy. Um, but I've
1: when you could put something out and boom, like people were reading it. Sure. And it was at a time when like people were really reading the Pioneer Press more as well, right?
2: Yeah, uh, I I'm not sure about necessarily, yeah, yeah, readership, but yeah. but you felt I know the impact, yeah, right, yep, yeah. yeah, sure.
1: And so this is just more from a from a reporting and storytelling and topic perspective. uh, I suppose nothing's off limits for you with uh, Minnesota Monthly, right?
2: I hope not. I mean, I I hope to sort of like I said, with this particular issue, like cast it as something positive and tap into something that people probably think about, but don't really delve into. So this. You know, package lets you sit down with it, read about it, kind of have a g-whiz moment. Like, um, uh, to me, the kind of big takeaway from this is that the University of Minnesota has one of the best sex research um, institutes. Yeah, um, right behind Kinsey. So you've probably heard of that, but U of M, um, the Eli Coleman Institute, is uh, world renowned. And as part of that work, they're looking at trying to make sexual pleasure a human right, which I think is fascinating. I'd never really considered that. Oh, as, what does
1: that mean? Interesting.
2: Um, that uh, at their conferences and and in their organizations, they have um, cast they have casted a um, a saying or right. you know. a um, to make sure that people understand that sexual pleasure is um That is so important. It's so fundamental. Cor- correct. Almost, you know, a civil right, a human right, so. Wow.
1: Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Like well, I got to think about that a bit.
2: I'm not sure where they're going with it. Yeah, but, what do you do you know, about that? Yeah.
1: Like, right? Cuz right. I mean, if that's the case, my wife may have some legal action <laughs> against me. I'm just saying.
2: I think it comes <laughs> with um sort of funding and more research and obviously so yeah sex it's such an important part of
1: our lives we don't talk about it we're afraid to talk about it there's the taboo we don't have the science because of the taboo Mm. and Mm -hmm. it's it is one of the for many people not for everyone but for many people it's it is it is fundamental it's
2: part of life sure yeah yeah circle of life
1: i'm in favor uh you know, and a good Catholic. So twice. Like, we have two kids, and twice we had it. That was it. <laughs> uh Pretty lucky. <laughs> Amy, I love it. Uh, sex is the topic. It'll be on newsstands for another month. Comf- another month.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. So, and we also have an interview uh, with Leslie Fima. Um,
1: She wouldn't. They wouldn't let her come on my show. Really? How about that?
2: Well, I, I lucked out. And I actually tipped her off that I love writing I about love sex, so I asked her if oh, she would nice. actually comment on it. So yeah. in the magazine, sort of tangentially, she does talk about intimacy and sex after 60. So cool. pick it up.
1: Very good. Yeah. Amy, thanks for coming by. Thank you. Leslie Famous people might be too afraid to have her face these probing questions, but not you. Not you.
2: Face for radio. <laughs>
1: 431... Uh, we'll take a break. We're going to come back and talk about the difficulty in making friends. It has been blowing up. This topic has been blowing up on Twitter. Is there something about Minnesota that makes it so dang hard to make friends or is it the people who are struggling to make friends who are the problem? We'll talk about that next on CCL.